Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birth Your Vision podcast. I am so excited to welcome you back to season eight, which is finally here. And so with me today, I will be setting off the scene, you know, celebrating International Women's Day with the theme, Break the Bias. So in recognition of the Women's History Month and International Women's Day, um, I have asked some amazing influential female leaders who are going to be sharing with us how they've been actually able to overcome obstacles as business and also in their workplace as well. So, you know, the women leaders are definitely needed throughout the world from operating businesses to leading countries. And obviously, you know, it's important that we celebrate women in leadership. So today, I am joined by the amazing Melanie, who is going to be, um, you know, talking all about um, different types of ways in which she's been able to rise to to um, a leadership role, and also breaking down the obstacles, you know, for women in leadership. So Melanie is an award-winning HR specialist. Um, she's a leadership coach. She's an author and the founder of Eden Mayer's HR consultant. And also she has 20 years of strategic and operational human resources experience across a range of industries, including retail, IT and education. So she's joining me today to tell us all about her experience, you know, being a powerful woman in leadership. So welcome to you, Melanie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. So good to see you. So first and foremost, happy International Women's Day. <laughs> yeah, same to you. And to all of your viewers out there have an amazing absolutely so yeah so what are you doing for today on this special day as we celebrate international women day across the world <laughs> so this morning actually um i started off by well i ran five miles this morning um and it was wow. in honor of international women's day very <laughs> much around um uh, the running group that i run with um who are called black girls do run uk um right so um donated money to Sister Space, which is a charity that helps women who are suffering from domestic violence and things like that. So it was like, run, donate the money, take a picture, do that kind of thing. So that was my morning. Um, and then I have my two young princesses, uh, queens in the making, to get off uh, to school. Um, I'm talking to you. Um, and then I have about three other things that I'm listening to <laughs> of, um, today. But I have, yeah, I, I looked at my schedule and this month I am on about five different panels for different things. So lots of them are talking about um, biases and leadership and, and then some things around HR. So lots to do. Fantastic. Well, I'm so inspired by, you know, your journey, Melanie, because, um, you know, being a mother, being um, someone who has been in business for a very long time and, you know, your background is in HR. Could you just take us through your journey in becoming who you are today? Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, so I'm a person who loves, uh, so like as a child and things, I've always loved, I love reading, I love, you know, I play chess, I do all those kind of things. I'm very much into the how do things work, um, thinking about the strategy and and, and the, the kind of the back end of it. And I think when I was growing up, it was very much a, so I speak a lot with my hands. Um, and I remember <laughs> being told, yeah, I remember being told, don't speak, with, but growing up it was, don't speak with your hands, nobody's going to focus on what you're doing, your hands are going all over the place. And <laughs> I would be like sitting on my hands and trying to keep myself quiet. And I made myself small. I made myself fit mm. into what the expectation was. Um, but as I um, studied, so I went to university, I studied computer science and there, there were, I don't know, in a class of 200, there were maybe 20 girls, mm -hmm. you know, 20 women. Yeah. Um, and so it was, you were always fighting to be heard. You were always fighting to to have your way. And as I kind of got through my studies, I realized that IT wasn't really where I wanted to be. It was a solution I wanted to do, not the programming end of it. Um, and then I started my first job and I came into HR and I just love it. I love talking to people, finding out their problems, finding a solution. Um, helping teams to be better, helping them to be more effective. And once I found that, my career progressed really quickly. Mm. Um, and so I found myself at 20, what was I, 25? I was head of HR for Europe for Rosetta Stone, so it's a language learning company that's from the States, um, you know, building their offices in, in Germany, doing all of that good stuff. And it was great. I really, um, 
I really enjoyed it. And then um, I continued working in consulting. I got pregnant with my first daughter and I thought, oh, I'm just going to go to work. I was going to go on maternity leave and go back to work. It's going to be fine. And I came back to work and I missed my baby. I, I was so used to traveling. I didn't think it would be anything. I was used to leaving the house on Monday with a suitcase and coming back home on a Thursday. Um, and suddenly it was like, oh, but, I, but I miss my baby. I'm missing seeing her grow up and I'm missing, mm. you know, my mum was looking after her, but I missed her first steps because I wasn't there. And so for me, I was like, well, I, that's not what I want. Um, and at that same point in time, uh, I I kept, people kept asking me for HR advice. They kept asking me to do stuff. And people kept saying, you should be charging for this. Why do you not have your own business? Why are you not doing that? Mm. Um, and so when Eden got to one, I incorporated the business. So Eden is the name of my firstborn. It's also the name of the business. And um so when she got to one, I um, incorporated the business. She is nine now, which is ridiculous. Um, and so I, um, so I was like, right, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to start to build it. And then, you know, as God likes to do these amazing things to us, I found out I was pregnant with my second daughter. Um, <laughs> so I, um, so I stayed working and built the business on the side and went on maternity leave and kind of told my boss, when I come back, I'm going to come back part time. And I just built up the business so that I was able to leave within about, I went back for maybe six to nine months and then I left and I've been running the business ever since full time because I wanted the work that I loved. I wanted, yeah, I wanted all of those things, but I also wanted to be able to drop my children to school. I wanted to be able to go on a school trip. So I wanted to be able to um, pick them up and I wanted to be able to do that and still do work that I really enjoyed. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how I've got to where I am now. Mm, that's incredible. And um, as you were speaking, I could actually relate to many of the chapters in your life. So when you mentioned, you know, going to university and also, you know, um, getting involved in terms of um, doing what you love and having children, one came and another one came. And, you know, you, you started to kind of, um, you know, build your skills. And people mm. were saying to you, well, you should be able to charge for this. This is an amazing skill that you have. And I just wanted to kind of um, talk from that angle. You know, women, sometimes we definitely kind of um, underestimate ourselves and also the skills that we have. And sometimes we have this limiting beliefs and, you know, um, this kind of negative thoughts in our mind that I'm not really good enough, you know, and, you know, how can I possibly charge for this service? You know, I'm just trying to you know, embark on a new skill, but I'm not really there yet. So when other people tell you that you are amazing, you can actually charge for this service. I think as time goes on with a bit of support and mentoring, we start to understand that we are very skillful and that we are very good in terms of, you know, using these skills and turning it into a profit-making business. So I just wanted to kind of ask you, you know, in terms of what really kind of encouraged you to really get started to turn that skill of yours into a profitable business? So I think for me, I mean, what I guess probably why I was lucky is I worked for a consultancy. So I knew mm. what they paid me and I knew what they were charging the clients for my time. Right. Um, and so for me, I think part, so part of it was that, so part of it was, well, I know that this is what you're charging me at. I know this is what money you're making out of, off of the skills that I have. Mm. Um, and so for me, it was very much about making, it was very much about making sure that I knew my stuff so I did so you know in that story I didn't tell you about when I decided right find HR was for me I went off and I did my master's I made sure I had my my qualifications before yeah. I when I decided that I was going to leave my corporate role I also went for an additional um chartership with the CIPD so I wanted to make sure that I had I had all those boxes ticked so ticked. I was like well here, here's all my here's all my <laughs> Here are the receipts for here. Um, so I wanted to make sure I had that. But I think also a lot of it for me was um, that I needed to, a lot of it for me was um, about spending a bit of time understanding who I really am. So I'm a person of faith. So for me, my relationship with God is very important. And so before I make any decisions, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to speak to my husband about it. We're going to, you know, we're going to look to work out what the right, what the right uh, answer is, what the right move is. And I think very much for me was, that I knew I needed something else and it was do I go and look for another job that perhaps might give me the balance that I want or am I setting this thing up and for me what I've always found is there's always that little thing there's always that you know you said someone says you're doing really great why don't you charge someone or um 
someone comes to you and like I really need this thing like there was always something that would come um, always that feedback always something that would make me recognize actually I am really good at this I do yeah. know myself I do know what I'm saying um, and also you have to surround yourself with when I say surround I mean you need two three good people who are there and have got your back yeah. and who, who even when you're feeling like oh this went wrong or this isn't great like actually no you are fantastic and you are doing a great job and I think Absolutely. women are definitely we can be our worst um, critics Absolutely. because we see all the cracks we see all the things that aren't right we don't necessarily mm. you know you correct you do loads of beautiful events right and yeah. I bet you there'll be I don't know a flower out of place there'll be something that you <laughs> arranged that didn't turn up and all that'll be in your mind will be that thing yeah nobody else knows nobody else nobody knows nobody else understands what's going on so why are you bothered exactly but that often happens in your head you're like oh yeah. this is going to be terrible because i haven't done this thing so i do think that um as women we do you know i say it a lot of times i look at i help clients to recruit often right and you get cv mm. you get a cv you look you get a cv from a woman she's ticked every box she wants to show that she's got every skill you get a cv from a man he's got like 50 60 percent of stuff but he thinks it's gonna be great and I think that happens. I've seen it happen corporately so many times. There have been women who are amazing. I'm like, go for this promotion, go for this thing. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. And you have a guy who's like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. Why not? Mm. I think sometimes we need to take that attitude. Nothing yes. gained, nothing gained. We have to just put ourselves forward. And if we don't, if we're not successful, at least we've learned something. Absolutely. I totally concur with you. You know, I wanted to kind of talk more, a little bit more about the, the challenges for female leaders in the workplace and obviously in business as well. So there are so many different type of challenges that kind of affect us in our workplaces as well. And, and I think that you've mentioned one or two of it in terms of trusting your own words and mm. believing in your own skills and in your own abilities and not trying to conform to being um, someone who's perfect. Sometimes things do not go your way. That's okay. It's about learning how to manage that. And you know, some of us, we suffer from um, imposter syndrome as well. Um, that's another big thing. And also we struggle from building alliance. You know, there's so many different challenges that female leaders face. Um, what have you actually encountered or even faced um, along your journey? Yeah, so I think, so I think, like you said, there are lots of different things that you that you can come across. I think for me, yeah. one of the things that I faced was, I think there was, um, there was this expectation that I didn't want to pursue my career once I became a parent, which was very weird to me. And right. so um, and so, so the boss that I had at the time was lovely, but he had a wife who'd gone part-time when they had children. He was very mm. happy to kind of like, just do, you know, do what she needed to do, focus on the children so he could travel all over the UK and do whatever. And um, so I think he perceived that that was where everybody who had a child in an organisation was that you wanted to just be in a safe spot. And he actually put me in a place where I felt like I was in, I'd be put on a mummy track. I was like, oh, this really boring account. Um, and it was really killing me. And to be fair, it was a thing that made me leave. So it wasn't a bad thing. But yeah. um, but I think often there is this, uh, people can make an assumption. So I have... Um, friends who are leaders who don't have children who feel like they have to go out and say I don't have children I don't want to have children because they feel like if they don't say that it's going to hold it's going to hold them back yeah I think that um I think sometimes it's that there's an assumption based on what the people around you have seen what happens in their life and their family they expect that everybody's on that same path on that same trail looking for that same thing mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that we need to get over the fact that everybody's different and you have to ask the question yeah you have to find out where the people in your team want to be what their aspiration is there are some people who are like i just want to come into work and i just want to go home and, and there are other people who really want to reach for the stars you have to give them that opportunity but if you don't ask them you don't know you can't make those assumptions that's i think right. for, i think another big thing for women in leadership is that they don't uh, we don't always as you said we don't put ourselves forward mm -hmm. so I think a lot of the times um, we don't ask for a mentor we don't ask for the training we don't um, we don't ask can I shadow you we don't say oh that that project looks interesting can I get involved in it we just yeah. sit there saying well as long as I do what I what they've employed me to do and I do it well mm. progression will come that doesn't always happen you have to speak up for yourself you have to say actually this is of interest to me this is where I'd like my career to go how can I how can you help me do that um 
I think the other thing is, is also like just using our networks more. I think we have a tendency to, we don't, you know, this, what do they say? Your, your network is your net worth. We don't necessarily take the time to get to know people. We don't necessarily take the time to go out and meet new people and keep in contact with them and um, follow up and meet for a coffee and do those things. I think often because our time is stretched, especially if we are wives and mothers, the yeah. idea of um, I'm going to go after work and have a drink at the bar, or I'm going to go for a coffee, or I'm going to have lunch with this mm. person. So I've got work to do, I've got things to do. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> this stuff is really, this stuff is really important. And I think that yeah. we, it's something that we have to schedule in. We have to schedule in that, we have to schedule in that time. So whether you are an employee or you're a business owner, you should always have some time, that networking time. It might be, I remember when I first started, I, I said, I committed to doing two networking things a month. That was it. But I had to do two a month and I needed mm -hmm. to go out and I needed to, um, I, and I, I think in my mind, I think it was like, I needed to meet five new people. Yeah. If I went out and I met five new people, five new business cards, and people to talk to you, then I was like, okay, fine, I can go home now. But I had to go do that. <laughs> and so you have to, sometimes you have to make yourself do those kind of things. Yeah. When you join a new organization, you have to go mm. and try and, you know, meet the senior people, meet the key, key stakeholders, build your relationships, build your brand so that they know you. Um, and so they know they'll come to you and they'll talk to you. It's really important. So definitely. Um, absolutely. You know, when it comes to kind of setting up your your goals in terms of meeting other people and building alliance, I think you have to be very strategic. And I always find that people do it just because they need to do it, because it's part of all this whole business um, structure. But really, it's about being strategic, because at the end of the day, going to events and building up relationship, you have to know the reason why you want to build that relationship and what is the value you're bringing to the table and, you know, vice versa. So it's so important that we women in leadership who are looking to build our relationship, looking to form collaborations, that we understand exactly what we are doing and why we are doing it and raising our voices and really using it. You've said a lot of things about many of us don't really talk a lot in terms of putting ourselves forward. That's the first step, to be quite honest. That's the starting point. Putting yourself forward, understanding the structure of your workplace, understanding where you are at within your business and making sure that you are surrounded by great positive people. And sometimes some of us, we don't even follow up. So we don't even know <laughs> what the results or what outcomes will come out of the connections we've made from a networking event. And so sometimes I will hear women say, oh, I've been to networking events. I didn't really like it. But what did you do after that? <laughs> you know, was you productive? Did you follow up? So those kind of things are very important. They really shape up the leadership role in you. So, you know, talking about leadership, I just want to know about your passion in terms of raising leaders. So if you can just, you know, um, take us through, you know, what is it that makes you so passionate about building great leaders? So one of the things that, one of the things that I found um, when I worked corporately and and now is that what often happens is you start a business because you're great at doing a thing, right? You want to mm -hmm. do this amazing thing, you get value from it, you you know, obviously you have to make your money and all those things, right? So you're trying to do all these things and then you get to a stage where you realise I can't do it by myself, I need to get someone to help. But generally speaking, leading and managing people is not anybody's default. It's not something that they just that they naturally do but for some strange reason there's this exception that you should just be able to do it you don't need training you don't need a qualification you just go out and manage a bunch of people and that's not true and in the corporate world what i used to see happen all the time was um you'd have someone who's great at their job they'd be promoted to manage a team and but they'd be given no support and then people would start to leave and they'd be unhappy and they'd be working really long hours and there'd be all of these different things happening because they hadn't been given the parameters, they hadn't been given the skills, nobody was helping them um, to build their business. And your team is everything. Like yeah. you can only do so much by yourself. As yeah. soon as you want to really build your business, you want to really take it to the next level, you have to have people, you have to work with, whether they're contractors, consultants, um, employees, whatever they are, you have to work with people. And mm -hmm. so you have to understand you have to know how to talk to people. You have to know how to communicate effectively. You have to know how to get them on board to deliver what you want. You need to understand what motivates them. You need to know what's going to keep them happy. 
Um, and all of those things is a skill set in itself. And so for me, it was really important that I took that time to um, help people to de develop those skills. So, um, and so, and often what I found was whenever I, you know, often when I go into an organization, it's because there's a problem. And then once I fix the problem, I find out that underneath that is a leadership gap. Underneath that is um, an issue with your communication and an issue with how you've developed your team, an issue with setting clear objectives, all of the things that an effective leader should do, um, but a lot of people don't know how to do that. Um, mm. And so in 2020, God, it feels like such a long time ago, um, in 2020, um, I had put on my vision board that I was going to write a book and I didn't know all the things that were going to happen in 2020, yeah. but um, I still managed to, I still managed to, um, write and launch my book my book is called leading for growth and it very much is based at you know how my belief is how you do one thing is how you do everything so how you lead your home will also be how you lead your team it's not going to be yeah. hugely different right mm. so it's about setting out the stands understanding what you want as an individual what you want for your life for your family for your fun for your friendships all of those things and how that comes into your business and how that comes into your work life and how you um, build those leadership skills that you need to make sure that everything in your life runs smoothly because I I have never found someone who's disorganized at work who's organized at home or vice versa <laughs> right? so we need to get we need to you know we need to get all our ducks in a row so for me that's been a big thing because I found that fundamentally the thing that often sits underneath everything is that mm. ability to really manage and lead effectively and it it would eliminate a whole bunch of issues if people just did got those things right from the beginning yeah absolutely i agree with you i think effective communication it's so key especially when it comes to career advancement you know especially for women in leadership it calls for them to really speak up and to really know how to communicate and you know it's a very skillful thing and they have to be consistent with it um, they have to be sure, they have to know their objectives and things like that, which is really, really true. Which brings me to the next question in terms of, you know, is there a difference between how a man or a woman leads? You know, this is a very interesting question. <laughs> it really is. Well, I, think, I, I think the thing is, is there are definitely masculine and feminine traits. I think one of the things, yeah. that, I've, one of the things that I've seen is that often um, women feel like they need to demonstrate these masculine traits in order to progress mm -hmm. um and and then it makes it and and so it can make it difficult and again will cause conflict because they are showing a persona that isn't necessarily mm -hmm. them they are just demonstrating this kind of persona because they think this is the kind of person they ought to be yeah. but it doesn't necessarily sit well with them i think that um so i have found very um amazingly intuitive male leaders and I found some complete disasters of female leaders but in the main what I think what I find is that um female leaders tend to have more of a nurturing more of a caring um persona so they tend to want to you know help and support and do all of those things and I think that that works it does work very it can work very well, but there's also a point in time when you do have to say, okay, enough's enough. So yeah. for example, I work with a female leader and she's got a team member and she's told that team member, the next time you do this thing, that's it, this is your last chance. But right. when you told them that three times, mm. it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't hold any weight anymore, right? So the point is, you know, the point for me was, well, you have to be your word, you have to say your word. Sometimes you have to stand up for yourself and do that. Yeah. And I think that you know, from a point of view of developing her team, getting, you know, progressing and doing all those wonderful things. She was great at doing that. She wanted them to, you know, appreciate where she was coming from, like right. her, you know, want to be with her. But on the other hand, when it came down to doing the tough stuff, she wasn't so great at doing that. Whereas on the other hand, I've worked with male um, leaders who are very good at making sure that everybody's staying on track and doing what they need. But then when it comes down to that, um, the emotional intelligence of understanding when someone comes into the building that they've, mm. they've probably just had an argument with their wife or they've had some, you know, something's gone wrong. They yeah. haven't got that. So they come in and they're straight into the conversation, straight into the work talk. And I'm like, actually, no, there's something else here that you need to understand. So mm. I do think that there are, there are great 
there are great things both ways and we need to kind of meld them together it's really about building that kind of emotional intelligence um and that servant leadership where you're looking at i how do i help my team to be the very best right. how wh- how do i get to the bottom of what they're doing so a lot of that is about asking the right questions i think i've said this before it's about asking the right questions making sure that yeah. people know um you know how are you doing how was your weekend understanding things like you know knowing who you know how how's the wife or the children or your parents or like being able to do that creating mm. a safe space where a person can be themselves um and still can be successful i think often that's the challenge you want someone to be a mirror image of you yes but actually the, the the joy the beauty of a great team is when everybody comes with their own particular skills and um insight and they can make the business even better because everybody's coming from a different angle everybody has a different insight and so they're like did you think about this thing and oh actually no i didn't think about that that was really great those are the kind of things that you need to to but you have to build a relationship before people will say that to you otherwise they definitely shut down they're never going to tell you those things so so true just looking at the comments um daniel meyer said if you want to go fast go alone and if you want to go far build a team which is very important that was something that you touched on in terms of you can't do everything by yourself and ireland was not built in a day and it wasn't built by one person so Mm -hmm. it's important that we have a great team which i think you are a great advocate for you talk a lot about team building and you know you're in the process of you know building something around team building which is very very important and um, you know, when it comes to men and women, we all, you know, um, deliver the leadership role in different ways. We're both unique in our own ways, mm-hmm. and you know, I prefer both actually because I've experienced, you know, male leadership and I've also experienced female leadership, and we all bring something unique to the table. You know, the women are more sensitive, more caring, while the men are more, you know, um, bold and just want to go for it. And sometimes. Um, it's important to kind of understand each role, which is very, very important. So talking about roles, I want to know about, um, you know, different types of um, leadership roles in terms of, um, you know, what's the difference between, um, what's, what are the barriers that women experience sort of when it comes to getting leadership roles? Because there are so many different types of leadership role. Um, you can become a CEO, a director, um, you know, be a leader of your own company, you know, all different types of robot, you know, what are the barriers to so think, women yeah. in those roles? Yeah, so I, so I think a lot of the, so I think when it comes down to within the corporate world, I think a lot of the barriers are around getting, getting the experience and mm. getting the exposure. So right. generally speaking, when you know most organizations you look down and you're like right if this person leaves who in their team might be the right person to to progress to move up to the next level who's been shadow who's been you know covering for them when they've been on holiday who's been shadowing mm-hmm. them who are they mentoring and i think often what happens in those situations is that there are the, the numbers aren't in our favor they tend to be way more Mm. Um, men then they tend to be women in those positions and I think that that is a really big thing you want to in, in order to progress in order to, you need mm. to, be able to demonstrate and show your skills so you have to volunteer you have to do the extra hours you have to yes. do the late night sometimes and I think sometimes that's where we struggle um especially if we've got other commitments and mm. so you know if you have to leave at six o'clock to go and collect your children from the childminder it's always going to you know it's always going to there's always going to be that that struggle because then it's going to be like oh how are you going to entertain the client how are you going to take yeah. them how are you going to do these things so i do think a lot of it is around um those people who are in leadership pushing better norms yeah. so um, you know, one of the good things about this whole, one of the good things about this whole COVID situation is the whole hybrid working and everybody's working from home, right? So even now, my husband's only back in the office two days a week. But what it meant was that it wasn't just the women who were then trying to homeschool do all these things. It was both, and they were having to understand well. You know, he was also telling his boss, "You have to understand that I've got this. I've got my teacher. I need to do this thing. I'm yeah. not available to 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 do this meeting at this time. I can do it at this time, and this is when I finish." And I think it requires all of us to kind of 
be a little bit more demanding in that sense of we actually need more flexibility we need more of a work-life balance and yeah. obviously give the opportunity for women to then you know so then you can again you can be covering you can be doing those things it doesn't mean you have to give up your life to do it right um, and so you can be seen and that's why when i was talking earlier about the networking thing you need to meet you know if you're not in the c-suite you need to meet some of the people in the c-suite you need to make sure that they know your name you need to say you know you need to say hi you need to say smile you need to shake hands you need to do that and also like i said things like when your boss is going on leave you know offer to cover for them ask them if there's anything you need to do if there's a report that needs to do and do it but you have to put yourself forward you have to show that you have the skills you have to show that you're willing you have to say this is what interests me this is where i need to be i think a lot of times women we don't necessarily speak up um you know and I, I do say that you need to see sometimes you need to see someone where you want to be to feel that you can achieve it but sometimes that's not possible a lot of the things that i've done very often even now with my clients i go into a room i can be the only woman yeah i can be the only woman and the only person of color that's in the room that yeah. happens right and so you have to so and I and I don't know that fades me. I'm in the room because I deserve to be in the room, and I need to own that. So I think that we need to really take it forward and really understand. Okay, this is where we we need to really understand where we want to be, and we have to make it known that that's where we want to be and take well, take advantage of those opportunities. The other thing that I would say is we need to apply for the roles. The yes, roles we do. <laughs> what do we need to do then? How do we do it? Because, you know, someone is asking, how do you apply for this kind of roles? How do you put yourself forward? So you What's have to, action? yeah, so you have, so you have to look at that skill set that, pe- that people are looking for, right? Mm. And we might not get it in the workplace. We might get it elsewhere. You might volunteer for a charity. You might be, right. um, you might be a judo shooter outside of outside of work you could be doing all sorts of different things right you could be chair of your local um oh, what, i've forgotten what the charity name is. or charity or something like that. you could be doing any of those things right yeah so women's institute that's what i was thinking of your local community you can yeah. do all of these things so you mm-hmm. are managing a team you've got a budget you're you've got a treasury you're, you're doing all of these things you have to remember that all of these things are also important. So when you're applying for these roles, okay, maybe you're not leading someone in your role right now, or maybe you're only leading a small team. But yeah. for your next role, you can pull in all of those that experience, all of those things that you're doing, um, to show all of the things that you're, all the things that you've managed to achieve. Don't just look at your job to be the one place. Yeah. Um, and and it's important if you can and you have the time. Maybe get on the board of some charities. Start doing mm. some of those kind of things. Be, become a non-exec on on a on on a chari- on a board of a charity, or a parent governor. Do something that's going to build up your experience of dealing with stakeholders, dealing with policies and processes, mm. dealing with the strategy, making a plan, having a budget. All of those things. If you're not getting them in your workplace, find yeah. them elsewhere so you can use them to apply for that next role to get that next bit of experience. But don't be afraid to try. That's right. Definitely. I think you've nailed it there, to be quite honest with you. We've got to do better. <laughs> That's what I want to say. We've got to do better by just going for it. Um, it's, it's high time we stop limiting ourselves mm-hmm. and just ask because that's the only thing that's the that's the that's the first step in terms of getting this roles you've got to ask you've got to see what's going on within your organization and you've got to have mentors right you've got to have mm-hmm. mentors people who have been in that position before what did they do and how can you take some of their um you know things that they've done as well that could actually help you to get to those levels which is very important and, you know, someone can be looking at us right now thinking, but how do I build up my leadership muscle? How do I even get started? Mm. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. talk a bit about building um, leadership muscle and how people can actually get started with that. Yeah. So, like, as I said, I think that the, the first thing to do is to look at how, how before you can lead others, you need to lead yourself. Mm. So the very the very first thing is to start thinking about what your objectives are. So if you're not even writing down what you want to achieve how you want how are you going to get there right (laughs) so you have to at the very least you have to start off with this is where you know this is where i want to be if this is how much this is how much money i want to earn this is where i want to live this is i don't know it could be i I, this is the car i want to drive this is 
uh, whatever it is, right? That you start writing those things down, that you're clear about what you where you want to be, and you start taking the steps to get there. You set your clear objectives. Right. You, you are clear about this is where I want to be. So if I say, you know, this time next year I want to be living in Barbados six months a year. That's not my next year goal, but it is there. Um, but if I say that, then I, there are certain things that I need to do. There's certain things that I need to put in place. And I need to understand, all right, these are the steps and this is when I need to get this done by. So if it's, I need to make sure the citizenship papers are sorted. I need to make sure I've looked for property. I need, whatever it is, I need to make mm -hmm. sure that I put those things in place. And That's I think that the, the very first thing is to have um, a plan and start to work and start to work towards it. The second thing is to get help. So whether you have a mentor or a coach or a, or a buddy who can hold, hold you accountable, you know, perhaps there's someone in your family or your friendship group who's, you know, a few steps ahead where you want, they're closer to where you want to be, right? Someone who can give you some advice. Do that. Find someone who can help and support you because you don't know what you don't know. When I, you know, when I started my business, I knew my HR stuff. But what did I know about running a business? I had to, I needed a mentor. I needed someone to help me. I needed someone to say, actually, how do you, this is, this is a better way to do this. Look at how you can do this thing. Have you thought about doing that? Get someone in your corner who's going to hold you accountable and right. gonna give you some support to help, to help stretch you to get to where you need to be. Um, those would be the first two things. That I would say that you that you need to do because once you've got your plan and once you've got someone who's going to hold you accountable and make sure that you do it, even if you want to call them names sometimes, um, then that will be then then you've got your steps and then you can start thinking about okay, what do I need to do next? And that might be a qualification. It might yeah. be in a book. It might you know it might be a combination of things. It might be going to some conferences. It might be going networking. Mm. But once you've got your list. And you've got your list and you start making those steps, then you can start moving forward, right? If you don't start, if you want to write a book, you have to put pen to paper or finger to keyboard. Otherwise, it's never going to happen. So definitely. you need to start making those first steps and getting some help to support you. Absolutely, definitely. Whatever is worth doing is actually worth doing well. So I think one of the first action is to actually write it down, you know, bringing those ideas into reality and um, basically taking actions on those ideas, which is definitely true. So I wanted us to kind of look at some strategies to address many of these challenges that we've been able to speak about today, because I think that it's important for us to kind of share a solution, you know, a way forward to mm -hmm. help our viewers so that they can actually start taking the right steps. So um, thinking about this, I'm looking at things that people can actually do within their workplaces and also um, what the workplaces can also provide as well. So, mm -hmm. so for example, you know, pe you know, women who are in leadership roles and those who are aspiring to be leaders in their workplace, I think one of the greatest thing that could be um, something that you could speak out for in terms of using your voice is about ensuring that there is a female leadership program, mm -hmm. you know, which which offers professional women, you know, a supportive community which allows them to actually work and network with other familiar um, people within that organization who are actually experiencing some of the unique challenges that they also face. Because I feel such program will definitely build up women, especially those who lack confidence, mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes, like you said, you know, um, some people have it to be a leader and some people don't. They have to um, go through some form of training or program to help them to become leaders. And, you know, women who lack confidence in leadership style, they would then definitely benefit from such programs um, mm. within an organization. I think it's so important that, you know, each organization look into how they can incorporate, you know, female leadership program there and um, get them to participate. It's all about helping them to, you know, have team building and also using different methods and different techniques to help them to become the better leader you know, within an organization. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think you're definitely right. I think that um, I think I think that having there should definitely should always be some kind of leadership development program. Yeah. Something that enables people to whether they are new leaders or they're aspiring leaders, where they can get some of the fundamentals. So, you know, you know, as I said, those fundamentals about the communication, um, about how you set clear objectives, how about how you deal with difficult people, how you deal with the, you know, um, mm. disciplinaries and grievances and things like that those Definitely. basic things that people need to have an understanding of 
there yeah. should definitely always be some kind of training program there i feel i i think that it's really really important to make sure that um people have opportunities to kind of try it so mm-hmm. like i said that whole idea of like shadowing or mentoring so that yeah. they're able to try they're able to try it in a safe environment. They're able to role play what they would do or think about, you know, look at case studies and think, okay, in a situation, what would I do? How would I deal with this? How would I get to the end of this? What would I do? Uh, I think that's really important. I do think that as well as the leadership program, mm. um, mentoring is really important. So yeah, there's my next one, good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't necessarily believe that for female leaders, they need to be mentored by females because I've had male mentors who were just amazing oh yeah Um, so I do but I do think that having a mentorship program is really Mm -hmm. important I feel like honestly I feel like everybody should have one um because um you should always have someone who's a couple of steps ahead of you who you can talk to who can open doors who can introduce you to people who can just help you as you progress and and kind of make your way in business um because it's just so important to have someone else to kind of bounce ideas off. And I mean, corporately, you tend to have, you know, you have buddies, you have colleagues. When you're running your own business, like that's it, you're it, right? You're at the top of the tree. Yeah. So you, and it can be really lonely. Sometimes yeah. you just want to say to somebody, oh, I just, um, and sometimes when I work with my clients and I'll say stuff, you know, because I'll come in and I'll, I'll um, you know, I'm kind of like the, part-time HR director so I'll come in and we'll be having a conversation and they say I just want to do this thing I'm like so so do it then like really can I can I it's your business my love you can you can you can do that and I think sometimes we all feel that way we feel like you know you might feel like oh I just want to I just want to take a week off but you need someone else to almost say to you it's okay it's all right (laughs) um and so I do think that it's really important to um, I think it's really important that while we want to progress and we want to be amazing, we want to do all these things, that we also are talking to someone who can who can give you that understanding of there is a balance here. There is still self-care that's needed. There yeah. is still things that you need to do for your mental health. So I, in the beginning, I talked about going for my run this morning, right? That is yeah. a big thing for me. If I haven't run for a couple of weeks, my husband will tell me, put your trainers on and leave the house. I need to go and do something. And so I think it's important that you, you're you able to have a mentor, someone who can not just say to you, okay, here's what you need to do leadership-wise. You've got this troublesome person here. Here's what I would say. Here's what I would do. But also to say, you're looking a bit stressed. You're looking like you need a, you know, need a break. Why don't you go take a walk? Why don't we go for a coffee and just have a, a general chat? Or is everything okay? Um, when was the last time you took a holiday? When was the last time you didn't look at your laptop? Exactly. Was the last time you, you know, was the last time you put your phone down? sometimes you also need someone who's going to do that for you um and so I think that it's really you know it's really important to understand that as well understand that um you don't just want someone who's going to be talking to you about how you're going to be a great leader you also want someone who's going to be talking about you as a whole person you're a whole person not just um you know, if I look at you, you're not just Hannah, the amazing businesswoman, are you? You're also wife, mm-hmm. also mother of the year. So you're multifaceted. <laughs> so we need to make sure all of those things are taken care of. Um, Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so it's important to make sure that you have someone doing that with people helping mm-hmm. you, making sure you're kept accountable. Absolutely. Effective communication, which I think it's so important, you know, especially for women in leadership roles who wants to kind of focus on their career advancement, you know, and to look at their goals and things like that. And I and I really feel like it's important for them to be able to have a simple process to be able to talk to their managers or even, you know, their supervisors to discuss in terms of the way forward, you mm. know, um, ensuring that they themselves, they understand their professional accomplishment. They also have a vision, just like you mentioned, in terms of writing it down, you know, understanding, you know, what is your short-term and your long-term career objectives? You know, what do you want in this role? And, um, you know, your strength, looking at how you can actually develop it even a little bit more further, basically using your voice Mm. (laughs) and speaking up for yourself and also going for those roles that are available that you want to go for and understanding that 
there are no limitations to where you can actually be you know as a leader it's all about if you visualize it then it's possible it will come to life but you've got to take the action and i feel like sometimes because of women having you know this kind of sort of negative thoughts they never really put themselves forward mm -hmm. so i think it's so important for them to do that which is really important someone was telling me the other day that they also um ensure that they are part of the human resources in their workplaces and mm -hmm. also they form like leadership allies which actually helps the company to shape up the um the the company uh, manifesto the policy and and things like that because i think that's really powerful because you're part of a leadership group then isn't it mm. and you're part of you know the change and things like that what are your thoughts in regards to that promoting um equality yeah so i definitely think that yes i definitely think that um, it's really important to get your voice heard as often yeah. as possible so i think that if your organization has um, whether it is that they have um, a women's board or they have a diversity inclusion board or they like whatever it might be yeah. um, that you that you get involved that you find out who the the chair is that you find out who the representatives yes, are definitely you're giving your input you're finding out what's happening I think mm. that you know more and more organizations are setting up these kind of panels so that they can get people that they can find out what people at all levels are looking for, where their challenges are, how they can, you know, increase productivity and efficiencies and all those kind of things. So it's really, it's really great, a great opportunity. And yeah, normally all of those things are chaired by someone in the C-suite. So again, it's an opportunity to get your face known, to be in the right rooms, to be part of the right conversations. Um, so I think it is really useful to do those things. But I think what is even more useful is that it's not just conversation. I think often sometimes in those rooms, there can be lots of conversation about what we can do and then you've got like minutes taken and then they get shared and then nothing happens. So yeah. really the important thing is, is, is to be looking at the action and to get involved in the action. So whether that is, a, you know, whether that is a forum or um, there's a newsletter that's going out or there's work in the community or whatever it is, actually what's the action point and how can i help with the action point how can i make sure that those things happen um yeah. because i think a lot of the times i've sat in some of these things where they talk and talk and talk and talk and talk but at the end of the day no action changes mm. so what we need to make sure is is that it's not just that we're sitting on this board in a nice room with our tea and our biscuits but that we're actually doing something that something something of substance is happening and it's making a change um and you know most organizations are looking at what they can do in their local you know in their local boroughs how they can you know they a lot of organizations have volunteering opportunities and things like that they'll give you like a day or two a year to go volunteer for a great charity yeah. they'll do things like that so also you know so it's also important to think about if there's a way that you can bring something that will you know bring something in i i did um, one of the things i did way back in the day was we used to I used to go to a local school and do reading with the primary school children. Yeah, I did that as well. Mm -hmm. Right, so I did the volunteer reading scheme and it was great. Yeah. So they came in and it was about you know, 10 of us. They trained us and, you know, once a week at lunchtime, we went and we do do donated our lunchtime and we went and we did some reading with some children. And that mm -hmm. was great. Uh, but I was helping children to read and help them with their literacy and all those things, which was great. Right. Um, but also, you know, negotiating with negotiating once you've negotiated with children, you can negotiate with anyone, right? Exactly. Again, it's that again, it's that skill. So you're still you're still building the skill. You're learning how you're you happen to flex your style. You're communicating. I'm talking to four different children. They all mm -hmm. come from different backgrounds. They speak different, maybe first languages. You're having to flex your style. You're having to do things differently. You have to communicate differently. So you're, again, you're still building your skill set. Yeah. And so it's, it is important to make sure that there's value in what you're doing. It's not just I sat on this board, mm. but that, again, when it comes down to applying for that job, you're able to say, I was on this board and this is what we did and this is what I did and this is how I made sure this happened. And, and, then, and then, like, you need to be able to pull out those receipts again. So not just definitely, but these are the great things I did too. Indeed, most definitely. Listen, we've had a great conversation in regards to leadership and how women need to use their voices to really ask for what they want and to also own their power, isn't it? They have mm -hmm. to own it and understand who they are in this season. So it's been such a great pleasure to have you on the show, Melanie. I hope you've actually enjoyed yourself today. 
Uh, yeah, I always enjoy myself. When I get <laughs> uh, no, it's been really good. It's been really fun to, to have a good chat. Absolutely. And just before you go, I just wanted to ask you one or two fun questions that I usually ask my guests. So number one is if you could have a billboard with anything in it, what would it be and why? Oh, a billboard. <laughs> oh. It could be um, a message. It could be a quote. It could be an inspirational image. Oh, so so my favorite quote um, is by um, Jim Rohn, and it's he says, um, "If you don't like where you are, move. You're not a tree. You would need. Ooh. You would need." To <laughs> okay, that's very interesting. Absolutely. And then just one more fun question. Um, so if you could turn back the time and talk to your 18 year old self, what would you tell her? Uh, oh gosh, I would tell her, <laughs> don't worry about trying to fit in. Um, yeah. they won't be your friends later on. Um, mm. and go for what, like, go for what you want. Like, don't be afraid to, to yeah. go for what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that because many of us are trying to fit in, isn't it? Mm. Into what will no longer even serve us in the future. You know, and because we are younger, we feel like these people are going to be with us forever and this is going to be the best, you know, um, happily ever after friendship. But sometimes things break along the way. So I definitely resonate with what you said in terms of don't stress yourself too much. Just do what you can which is very, very important. So just lastly, what message do you have for all the women who are celebrating International Women's Day today? Well, celebrate it. Like have some fun, <laughs> have some cake, have some champagne, if that's the thing that you want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think we have to recognise that we have come a long way. If we look at right. where our parents, our mothers, our grandmothers were, we have come an awful long way. But mm-hmm. we still have a long way to go. Yeah. And so we need to use our voices. We need to shout from the rooftops. We need to demand what it is that we need um, and that we want for, not just for us, but for the generations to come and to come and to come. Absolutely. Definitely for sure. So thank you so much. And um, I would love you to actually strike the pose with me. You know, the pose for break the bias. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm ready if you are, just on, account, ready. Yeah, ready. just on account of one to three. So mm-hmm. one, two, three. Okay, it's a wrap. Thank you all for watching us today. I hope you've had a great time and I hope you're able to take many of the tips and strategies to help you to be able to become a better leader. So to all the amazing viewers, all the wonderful women who are watching us today on the Birth Your Vision podcast. Um, We want to wish you a happy International Women's Day. So whatever you do today, make sure you enjoy yourself and celebrate yourself. So until next time, take care. Have a great day. Stay blessed. Thank you so much, Melanie, for being on the show. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. Bye.